0: Just a quick reminder that I do now have a second podcast called Track Nerds where I have guests on to discuss travel, exercise, and movies and TV. Check it out. And I apologize if my voice is a little fried in this episode and the next couple episodes from a cold I was dealing with at the time. But hopefully it's not too bad. Okay, enjoy the show. So I'm afraid to ask, how did you feel about the movie Evita?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it <laughs> was, it was a, it was a slog to get through, and it wasn't even, it's not even like close to one of the longer movies. I mean, I, I think it was over two hours, but it felt like <laughs> an eternity. Yeah,
0: I in my notes, I, you know, I kind of jot down during it. It's about, oh, a third of the way through my notes, I wrote, oh, yeah, this kind of sucks. <laughs> and <laughs> and then also, how is this Andrew Lloyd Webber? Because he's got a pretty good reputation, and this is almost uncomfortably bad. Yes. Uh, I think it's probably safe to say it's the worst movie on this list, and the only thing that was probably kind of close was the uh, Kings of the Sun or something like that and that I can okay. and that I gave a little bit of a pass just because it was so old you kind of give it the benefit of the doubt. This does not get that benefit of the doubt. Now, all that said and well, we'll say more, but it uh <laughs> I do feel like it gave a decent overview of the history and having and knowing nothing about Evita or this period of Argentina's history, and then doing the research, I do feel like it did illuminate some things and kind of did a, a decent job of giving an overview of the history. Despite the fact that <laughs> literally everything in this movie is sung, so like there, you know, most musicals have a
1: reprieve. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, that was that was my thing. Cause, so yeah, for for sure, I agree about the uh, the historical accuracy. But yeah, I I, almost, I just. I almost wish they just made it a regular, like, there's no reason for this to be a musical. There you go. <laughs> that, that, I think, just <laughs> sums it all up. And, and,
0: oh, man. The one piece that is good, and, of course, it's the most famous one, where Madonna is singing the kind of iconic segment from it that they probably would use in every trailer and everything. They're in the only scene from the movie that I had seen, you know, without having seen the movie. That little piece, I think, is solid. But even that whole song isn't good. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. oh man. Anyway, so this movie sucks. So we're gonna stick to the the history. Oh, of course. Then even casting Madonna and they have her playing her from age fifteen until her death.
1: And... Yeah, which I mean, in nineteen ninety six, I mean Madonna was was obviously like you know she's bankable at that point. No, right, like, but she was you know or
0: she was already older than the oldest they have. The, you know what I'm saying? Like, she was, like, 38, and Evita died at, like, 33. And they were playing her from, like, 16 to 33 as a 38-year-old. Yeah. And she still does fine. And you're right. She was definitely yeah, bankable. And with,
1: the, with, and with the makeup that they gave her, she looks like she's 100 at the end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Eva pro was born in 1919, died in 1952. So she was 33. She had just turned 33 years old. And... Didn't look great. Um, that aside, the movie does cover this woman, Ava Perón. It is kind of interesting because she was born into poverty and it was just kind of an ambitious entertainer type who was kind of drawn to singing and acting. And in you know 1934, she moves to Buenos Aires to basically try to make it like many young people do and people who have done it in this country for a long time and were familiar with it. And... They kind of just, in the movie and in real life, she was basically just a social climber. So we even kind of see her in the movie sleeping with a photographer because she thinks that'll kind of help her make the next move up and at a party. And again, just as happened in real life, she met the up-and-coming general, Juan Peron, and they immediately became a couple like right after they met. But again, it was just funny because he was this well-respected general and she was the new hotness. And they're both kind of drawn to that. She was drawn to his kind of power and charisma and he was drawn to her attractiveness. And at the same time, despite all that, it kind of makes her sound like a floozy. She was actually surprisingly competent in politics and in and in being mm. this kind of face of the people who, as, as they kind of saw her. Because they saw her kind of go from nothing to become the first lady of Argentina when her husband eventually takes power. And they respected the heck out of her and they still kind of hold her on a pedestal. So we're kind of knocking the movie and kind of maybe knocking how she got there, but once she kind of got to this position, she did a decent job with it and the people seemed to really like her. And and yes, the Perones had their detractors, but she was just insanely popular. And they kind of they kind of book in the movie that you kind of know, I mean, that she's going to die within the within the movie at the beginning. Like they they talk about the morning of her dying and the whole country kind of being sad and then flashbacking or flashing back to the beginning and how her story got started. And we're kind of going all over the place, but that that's kind of the gist of it. That basically is the whole story is poor young girl wants to make it big as an actress, kind of sucks as an actress, but is a good social climber, ends up attaching mm-hmm. herself to the guy who becomes president. That's the story.
1: Yeah. Well, but he becomes a leader of Argentina a couple times, right? Cuz he like the first time is like is in a a sort of a coup situation. And then he's ousted. And then he comes back and actually runs for office as the actual president. Yes. And uh, I almost said prime minister, but it is president. Yeah. And then she, so she's like a super popular first lady and then wants to be the vice president of Argentina, which is like crazy to think of a husband and wife team being, you know, president and vice president. That'd be, that'd be insane. And she almost did it. Yes,
0: but okay. And okay, well, one she almost did, and kind of just backed off because of her health. And she did ultimately die die of cancer at the age of thirty three. Which is, and she got sick. She kind of uh, eschewed those political ambitions. But I don't know if you saw his. You know, a couple decades later, his third wife, because Ava was his second wife. His third wife did become the vice president and succeed him
1: after his death. Nice. (laughs) So they did it. (laughs) That's funny too, because that's. A uh, a house of cards yeah. st- storyline. <laughs> yeah,
0: and you you think, didn't think about that being straight from the headlines of Argentina, right? Yeah, they kind of show in the movie where he's on the outs, and and again that stuff I didn't follow as closely, and honestly, even in the research, it's just it's just kind of the typical thing of different differing political factions and powers at play. And so, yes, he was kind of on, on the outs, and then comes back and gets elected, and then actually after Ava died, he got booted again, and they actually outlawed the pronus party. This still exists in Argentina today, and then a couple of decades later, he was able to come back, got reelected, and then his wife succeeded him. And again, this this may not be a very long episode because there's not a whole lot to talk about. So I do want to talk about Peronism in general because it is kind of have its own term here, named after Juan Perón. Is it like a
1: like a political ideology?
0: Yes, and it's interesting because they kind of call it neither right wing nor left wing they almost consider it like making a triangle and it's kind of neither but both and i don't exactly understand it but they do, it, it kind of takes parts of the left and parts of the right and kind of neglect or rejects the other so it kind of you know the wikipedia page here it talks about how they don't like capitalism or communism but they're definitely a populist Type of thing. So they're definitely all about the people. They don't like the idea that there's a wealthy class, but they also don't necessarily stand up for the rights of the individuals. They kind of see the workers not as individuals who need to be taken care of, but the workers as a concept that needs to be elevated, but not in a communist kind of way. And they definitely are more conservative. So I don't know. They call it right wing socialism. So I really can't, I don't have a better way to explain it than that. But it, it, it is a populist thing. The critics would call it kind of too uh, authoritarian, and prone was often compared to to dictators and here's a word I've heard a lot that I had to look up because I was kind of ashamed I didn't know what it meant, but a demagogue or demagoguery and mm-hmm. you, you hear that term a lot it sometimes applied to our current president as of time of recording. <laughs>
1: <laughs> gotcha, everybody. This is actually a Donald Trump episode.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So we were recording on December 21st. So, okay. Anyway, so a demagogue is someone who feeds on the emotions of the people that they're talking to and trying to persuade to their side and doesn't necessarily back it up with facts or logic. So it's just kind of the raw raw that's very susceptible to any kind of intellectual criticism because it doesn't hold up under facts. So that's a that's a demagogue. So Peron was accused of, by his detractors of being that. So he was insanely popular, but a lot of people kind of thought he was just kind of all talk and just saying what the people wanted to hear and it helped keep him in power because he was popular. Basically, he was good at being popular even if he wasn't good at being in charge. And so Peronism was actually outlawed for a while, but it is still the major party in uh, argentina it's now actually called the justicialist party in argentina now but it is basically the descendant of peronism and where to say yeah nine of well when peronists were allowed to run nine of the 12 presidents were elected from that party there was also a period where the party was outlawed so they're not counting that but from 1946 to the present when they've been allowed to run they've won nine of twelve presidential elections so that, of course Perón
1: himself was a few of those. Yes, it sounds like Perónism is a kind of like almost socialism, but also kind of has a a nationalism flavor to it. Yes. And very uh, super like anti-imperialist. So like, you know, very uh, anti-foreign intervention. It's kind of interesting to read about because it is kind of, you know, not really it's not you can't really call it a communist ideology, but it's also definitely not capitalist because they're, you know, they're against anybody getting rich, basically. Against big corporations. Right, right yeah. Um, you know, they're pro pro-working class, pro-union. Yeah, so it is gonna kind of have its own unique thing. So yeah, the again, as painful as it is to watch, it, it gets
0: things mostly right, it seems. So like, you know, there's the 1943 military coup, the fundraiser or whatever that they meet at was in real life as it is in the movie kind of following an earthquake in san juan um again san juan argentina not to be confused with san juan puerto rico and yeah he yeah, Perón does get in the movie gets gets arrested and she kind of helps advocate for him
1: oh yeah because he was it it's it's been a couple of weeks since i watched this, but he was in jail at one point he Correct. was like actually in jail and and it was like At least the movie made it seem this way. I don't know if it was the same in real life, but it was basically like because of her that he was eventually released. Like because of her, you know, like stirring up this. The people. The peronism in the people, yeah. Okay, so the public does turn him against them
0: a little bit in the movie after there's a, a railroad strike and there's some arrests made. So, again, that kind of probably ties into the authoritarianism. So, yeah, the people like him. But he's also got to have a heavy hand to kind of maintain control. High unemployment was an issue. It wasn't all, you know, roses for him. But, and again, she's kind of suddenly gets sick, sick and dies. So, again, I'm not even sure why they made this movie. And there's probably a way to tell a story. And historically, it is kind of neat that they did. I mean, he's the main historical figure. And, yeah, she's significant. And it was kind of neat taking maybe the not lesser because she's a woman, but lesser because she was just kind of the supporting character for her husband, you know, doing it from a different point of view as opposed to the main historical figure. I, I kind of like it when they do that, you know, if you're going to tell Abraham Lincoln's story from his wife's point of view or something like that, is just kind of puts a different spin on it. Um, and then for some reason you make it a musical with Madonna. <laughs> uh, Argentina itself, so kind of something we just kind of forget because we're kind of used to... You know, we know American's history and we're a relatively young country and you think about Europe being just, you know, centuries old and thousands of years old in many cases and you forget that like that kind of newness of American history is also for all of the Americas. So Argentina is also young and, you know, every just like every big thing in the Americas. So like written history in Argentina didn't really exist before the Spanish came over and were exploring down there. They were just kind of, a you know, a, a colony under the thumb of Spain. And, you know, of course, then they start, you know, fighting and butting heads with them. And they did declare their independence from Spain in 1816 and had to actually fight them just like we did with the English before defeating the Spanish in 1824 and then take against a long process. But today's Republic of Argentina was set up in the 1850s into the early 1860s. Man, is it bad? That's really all I have on on this movie. Like because because it's a simple story that's only so long of a movie. It's only full like a yeah. movie because they add in all the singing and stuff. Like they're not the plot
1: is that simple. Right. I, I almost wish that they that this because like, like, it, it is a good story. Right. I just almost wish that it was made not a musical so that they could like explore some of the other stuff. Like, you know, maybe have scenes like more scenes with the working class people in Argentina or more scenes of her uh the Rainbow Tour, her European trip instead of just like a song. Oh, right. Right. And then it's like, oh, OK, well, that's over with. Move on to the next song. Th- that was interesting when they showed her go over to Europe and different countries had different receptions
0: for her. You're so right. the more fascist countries, you could definitely see how he was a little more drawn to the fascist countries. And then some of the other countries, you know, were kind of like,
1: yeah, you need, you need to get out of here. It was 1947 was when she went on the tour.
0: OK, so post so post World War Two. Right. So like Italy is post- like
1: World War Two. Well, no, oh, so don't they even meet Franco in Spain? But I think it was, I think, I think Spain was still pretty, was, oh yeah, all the way up until the 70s, right? Francoist Spain.
0: Which is why they got a good welcome in Spain, because they were right, kind of because, these fasc- light fascists in a way, but then right. Italy, who had yeah. just killed Mussolini, was like, you need to get the heaven. heck out of here, right, right. Yeah. They could have also spent more time with her younger, they show the flashbacks to her being kind of young and poor. Like when they actually had a, an actress, you know, not just Madonna playing her at age 15 or 16, but like a younger girl playing her when she was like, you know, grade school age. Oh, right. Yeah. And they, of course, I didn't see if that was actually accurate or not. The whole idea that she was kind of the second fa- part of the second family and kind of the bastard of her father who had this whole family. So like they show her father's funeral and she's not even allowed to go to her father's funeral. I don't know to what extent that was true. According to the Wikipedia page, it is. Okay, so yeah, that yeah you know, they should they should have definitely dealt more with that, and again, cut the music altogether. Here you we go. We're, okay, here we're gonna remake Evita, <laughs> and remake is a very loose word because the first thing we're gonna do is not call it Evita and not make it a remake, not making a musical, <laughs> right? Maybe we could do a movie called Peron. It could definitely uh, it could and do more about his background too because we really didn't learn much about who he was other than a general, like. He was just a figurehead in the movie and really didn't know anything about his ambitions because all they do is sing, so you don't actually get to know yes. anybody.
1: And, ah,
0: <laughs> uh, okay.
1: And it's like, God, the singing got so annoying, too, because when it wasn't like an actual song, yeah, people were just singing lines that could have been spoken. Pass the salt. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, say, just say your lines in a sing-song voice. yeah oh. Right. Yeah. right. The numbers were more tolerable. It was the
0: in-between. They should have just been spoken. But they didn't have enough actual dialogue written to carry any story. So that would have been just as awkward in a different way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this movie sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, So for the listeners, they can skip this one. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a movie vegetable. Uh, still listen to the podcast though to get the historical information but you don't have to watch the movie yeah
0: well they've heard this is the end of the episode logan i think if they haven't made it this far well you put that at the beginning nope (laughs) (laughs) okay so yeah short episode and don't watch a Vita, but you know maybe browse some wikipedia stuff and (laughs) next week we will be doing a much better movie also set in south america with Motorcycle Diaries starring Gal Garcia Bernal.